Hello, and welcome to the Diet Diet Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I haven't been around for a while. I apologize for that. I had a medical procedure, which precluded me from recording for a number of weeks, but I am back now and ready to go. Let's jump right into today's episode. I'm going to talk about some interesting articles I found and some new diets that are out there on the trending. So the first one is, what is the Galveston diet? And experts are going to break this down. Corin Miller wrote this article. Menopause is a time of a lot of changes, including the way your body looks and feels. This can lead to weight gain in some women, and there's a diet that specifically aims to combat this, and it's called the Galveston diet, and it's gaining popularity. The diet was founded by Dr. Mary Claire Haber, and it sounds good in theory. Among other things, it promises to help increase longevity and create healthy habits for people in perimenopause and menopause. But is this legitimate? Can a special diet help you combat menopausal weight gain and keep you healthy during this transition? Here is what the experts think. So what is the Galveston diet? It is a weight loss program that's specially designed to help fend off and fight menopausal and perimenopausal weight. The diet uses a combination of anti-inflammatory foods and intermittent fasting, according to its website, although details are somewhat scarce there. The diet focuses on whole foods while encouraging followers to cut back on processed foods, artificial ingredients, and added sugars. You can choose from two different plans, which are the gold and the signature plans. The signature gives you a companion guide and meal plans, while the gold includes those along with a move mini course and journals and other materials. The diet focuses on anti-inflammatory foods. This means things like fruit, vegetables, whole grains, healthy fats, and lean proteins, which are all on the menu. Highly processed foods, along with foods that have high levels of added sugar, are discouraged Sample menu items include things like blueberry and spinach collagen smoothie, chicken romaine salad with avocado, shrimp scampi with zucchini noodles, and beef stuffed portobello mushrooms. You also have access to supplements if you feel you need them, but the diet is careful not to push them. So is the Galveston diet healthy? Yes, but experts do have reservations. There are aspects of this diet that are very interesting because they promote healthy eating habits like eating whole foods, healthy fats, and vegetables while avoiding processed foods. But the diet is potentially expensive to keep up with given some of the ingredients. For the cost of the service you're given at your own paced meals and access to supplements, which means that there is very little support beyond this. Otherwise, it appears to be very similar to the Mediterranean-type diet. Ultimately, this diet is a combination of other popular diets without any scientific evidence to support its claims that it helps menopausal women with weight loss. Hormonal shifts like a drop in estrogen cause a tendency to gain weight during the menopausal period, say experts. As a result, you need to pay attention to your diet and activity level and adjust to keep that trend of weight gain from occurring. Doctors also point out there aren't any good studies on the Galveston diet, so it's hard to know if it actually is going to do anything for the majority of people that follow it. The Galveston diet isn't your only possibility for combating menopausal weight gain, according to doctors. Here are some things they recommend. Decrease how much sugar you're having. Try hit workout routines over long cardio sessions and consider hormone replacement therapy. 
What I've seen work well is moving more, but not just with more cardio, say the doctors. It's incorporating a combination of cardio and weight-bearing activities. Adding more fiber and protein to your diet and limiting alcohol can also help. If you're worried about menopausal weight gain, it's a really good idea to talk to your doctor about what's happening. You may want to consider looping a registered dietitian into your daily food intake. They should be able to provide personalized guidance that can be very helpful. Here's another interesting one, and this is what is the snake diet? Will it help you lose weight, and is it safe? Samantha Cassidy wrote this article. The snake diet is an extreme intermittent fasting diet founded by self-described fasting coach Cole Robinson. Besides weight loss, the snake diet website claims this form of fasting can lead to tighter, clearer skin and a revved up metabolism and a reversal of type 2 diabetes. In addition, during an appearance on the television show The Doctors, Robinson claimed that he used his fasting protocol to cure himself from herpes and help shrink a woman's brain tumor. The snake diet claims of health transformations and six-pack abs are alluring, but there are a lot of red flags. So let's unpack what the snake diet is and what it can or cannot help with and how it's different from other forms of fasting. What exactly is the snake diet? Simply put, the snake diet promotes prolonged fasting periods. Among other studied forms of fasting, people typically have a 16-hour fasting window or they fast or eat very lightly for two non-consecutive days per week. The snake diet, on the other hand, suggests fasting for days at a time. On the days you're permitted to eat, the eating window is short, just one or two hours long compared to up to eight hours on a more flexible fasting plan. Other than that, the guidelines are pretty simple. The snake diet recommends limiting variety to make meal planning easy and it calls for snake juice, which is a concoction of water, sodium, and other minerals. Although the website lists the recipe to make snake juice, you can also buy packets, which quickly add up considering that it's recommended that you drink one to three glasses of snake juice per day. But is snake juice healthy? Snake juice is designed to provide electrolytes to keep you sufficiently hydrated during your fast. However, each packet of the commercial product has about 1,000 milligrams of sodium of the 2,300 milligrams per day limit recommended by dietary guidelines. The American Heart Association says an ideal daily target is more like 1,500 milligrams per day, so drinking up to three packets of this beverage can put you over the healthy range and promote high blood pressure. Evidently, high blood pressure can injure your blood vessels and raise your risk of heart attacks and strokes. What's more, when your body tries to get rid of the excess sodium, calcium goes along for the ride. Since you're fasting, you're not maintaining an adequate calcium intake, which can lead to frail bones and osteoporosis over time. Plus, each packet of the snake juice contains 100 milligrams of magnesium citrate. This is an important mineral that's involved in regulating heart rhythm, blood sugar, blood pressure, nerve function, stress hormones, and it supports healthy sleep cycles. However, this particular form of magnesium draws water into your colon, potentially causing cramping, bloating, and a laxative effect. What all of this points to is that in an effort to lose weight, you could be harming your body by following the snake diet. And does it even really work? If you're used to eating multiple meals a day and switch to the snake diet, you'd likely lose weight. But don't take that to mean that it's a good idea. 
Registered dietitians are recommending avoiding the snake diet for two main reasons. Number one, there is no scientific validity to the snake diet claims. Doctors point to the Facebook community as proof that there is no evidence of safety or efficiency. Scientific evidence is a much higher bar than comments and photos from a Facebook group. The best evidence comes from randomized trials in which one set of people follows one diet and another group follows a different one. Scientists investigating weight loss will then compare the groups to see if there is any difference between the two diets and whether the difference was meaningful. They might also look at metrics like waist circumference and, and markers of metabolic health to see if the intervention influenced people's health. Finally, they'll see whether a diet produces side effects and how many people drop out due to those unwanted symptoms. This kind of data helps health professionals make sound recommendations. Meanwhile, other forms of intermittent fasting have been rigorously studied, so we have had something to go off of to determine their potential safety and effectiveness. For example, in one review among people with type 2 diabetes, scientists evaluated three fasting protocols, an alternating fast feed protocol, a two non-consecutive fasting day protocol, and a time-restricted eating window of 4 to 12 hours. They concluded that all three plans could produce weight loss and improve insulin sensitivity and may be helpful in treating type 2 diabetes. Note, if you have a medical condition like diabetes, get your doctors okay before trying intermittent fasting. And secondly, the snake diet could be harmful. It's hard and probably even unlikely to meet your nutritional needs on one meal a day. In the study on fasting and type 2 diabetes, the researchers raised concerns about meeting nutrient requirements with limited eating windows, and they recommended consulting a registered dietitian for counseling. And in case you're wondering, supplements are not substitutes for a balanced plant-heavy diet. Although the snake diet suggests limiting the variety in your diet to simplify grocery shopping and meal prep, this strategy could have unintended health consequences. That's because a diet that includes 30 or more unique plant foods can lead to a more diverse microbiome. A healthy microbiome influences inflammation, weight, mood, and immunity, so limiting variety could promote health and mood problems. Additionally, you could experience unpleasant side effects like dizziness, headaches, fainting, constipation, and other potentially serious symptoms from extreme fasting. Furthermore, Food is more than fuel. It is the center of most celebrations, and it is integral to many religious rituals and promotes social connection. If you're willing to forgo the joys of food to participate in extreme dieting, it may be a sign that you have an unhealthy relationship with your body and food, and the snake diet could do further damage. Other concerns with the snake diet involve using before and after weight loss photos to market the plan and fat shaming language. These can promote dissatisfaction and social pressure to be thin, which is a leading contributor to eating disorders. The best diet boils down to the one that's realistic for you. While the snake diet will likely help you lose weight, that doesn't make it worth the substantial risks. If you're looking to lose weight, it's better to find a more practical approach that supports you physically, socially, and emotionally, even if it leads to modest weight loss. Moreover, other forms of intermittent fasting may be helpful for some people, but if you have a serious medical condition like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, or digestive diseases, or if you're over 65 years old, 
check with your healthcare provider before trying any type of intermittent fasting. In addition, if you're an avid exerciser, think twice before attempting intermittent fasting. It's not appropriate on active days. And then finally, pregnant or breastfeeding women, people with a history of eating disorders, and those under 18 should avoid intermittent fasting, according to the experts. Interesting stuff. Let's talk about the next article. I have been craving watermelon so much lately. And interestingly enough, I wanted to see what some of the benefits to eating watermelon are. And this one is called the top nine health benefits of eating watermelon. And it's by Carrie Ann Jennings and Fatima Halal. Watermelon is believed to have first been domesticated about 4,000 years ago in Northeast Africa. It's sweet and juicy, making it the perfect treat to quench your thirst during the summer heat. This large round fruit has a green rind and bright red flesh. It's also packed with nutrients, including antioxidants and vitamins A and C. Here are nine of the top health benefits of eating watermelon. Number one, it helps you stay hydrated. And staying hydrated is an important part of bodily functions. Body temperature regulation, normal organ function, nutrient delivery to cells, and alertness are only some of the body processes that rely on adequate hydration. Eating foods with a high water content may help give your body the water it needs to function properly. And since watermelon is comprised of 92% water, it's a great choice for daily water intake. Furthermore, due to its high water content, the melon has a low calorie density and very few calories for its total weight. Eating foods with low calorie densities like watermelon may aid weight management by keeping you feeling full for longer. Second, Packed with nutrients and beneficial plant compounds, watermelon contains a wide variety of nutrients, including potassium, magnesium, and vitamins A and C, while being very low in calories. There's just about 46 per cup of watermelon, and one cup of watermelon has 46 calories, 11.5 grams of carbs, 0.6 grams of fiber, 9.4 grams of sugar, 0.9 grams of protein, 0.2 grams of fat, 5% of the daily recommended value for vitamin A, 14% for vitamin C, 4% of the daily vitamin recommended dosage for potassium, and 4% for magnesium. It's also a rich source of citrulline, an amino acid that may improve exercise performance. Plus, it boosts antioxidants, including vitamin C, carotenoids, lycopene, and other helpful vitamins and minerals in your body. These compounds help combat free radicals, which are unstable molecules that may damage your cells if they accumulate in your body. Over time, this damage may lead to conditions like diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. Number three, watermelon may have anti-cancer effects. Several plant compounds found in watermelon, including lycopene, cucurbitazin, E, have possible anti-cancer effects. While study results are mixed, lycopene intake may be associated with a lower risk of some types of cancer, like prostate and colorectal. Lycopene is believed to work by lowering blood levels of insulin growth factor, or IGF, a hormone that prevents cell division. Notably, cancer forms when cell division becomes uncontrollable. Additionally, cutocurbazin E may inhibit tumor growth by promoting the process by which your body removes damaged cells. Before, it can improve heart health. Several nutrients in watermelon may support heart health. And since heart disease is a leading cause of death worldwide, it's worth noting that lifestyle factors like diet may lower your risk of heart attack and stroke by reducing your blood pressure and cholesterol levels. 
Studies suggest that lycopene may help lower cholesterol and blood pressure. It may also help prevent oxidative damage caused by high cholesterol levels. Watermelon also contains amino acids that may increase nitric oxide levels in your body. And nitric oxide helps your blood vessels expand, which lowers blood pressure. Other heart-healthy vitamins and minerals in watermelon include magnesium, potassium, and vitamins A, B6, and C. Number five, watermelon can reduce inflammation and oxidative stress. Inflammation is a key driver of many chronic diseases. The combination of antioxidants, lycopene, and vitamin C in watermelon may help lower inflammation and oxidative damage. In one study, rats-fed watermelon powder supplement an unhealthy diet developed less oxidative stress and lower levels of the inflammatory marker C-reactive protein than those in the control group. Additionally, an eight-week study gave 31 people with obesity and high inflammatory markers 500 milligrams of vitamin C twice daily. They showed a significant decrease in inflammatory markers compared with the control group. As an antioxidant, lycopene may also delay the onset and progression of Alzheimer's disease. However, more research is needed on that one. Number six, watermelon may help prevent macular degeneration. Watermelon compound lycopenes may have benefits for your eyes. Age-related macular degeneration is a common eye problem that can cause blindness in older adults. Lycopene's role as an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory compound may help prevent and inhibit macular degeneration although the research is somewhat limited. One test tube study that treated eye cells with lycopene found that it decreased the capacity of inflammatory markers to damage cells. But more research is also needed for this as well. Watermelon may help relieve muscle soreness as well. The amino acids found in watermelon may improve exercise performance and reduce muscle soreness. And it's also available as a supplement. One study found that regular intake for at least seven days improved aerobic performance by increasing the body's production of nitric oxide. This compound helps expand blood vessels so that your heart doesn't need to work as hard to pump blood through your body. What's more, some evidence suggests that watermelon itself may aid your body after exercise. One older study gave athletes plain watermelon juice, watermelons mixed with amino acids, or a control drink. Both watermelon drinks led to less muscle soreness and a quicker heart rate recovery than the control drink. Watermelon may aid skin health. Vitamins A and C, which are found in watermelon, are important for skin health. Vitamin C, either when eaten or applied topically, helps your body make collagen, a protein that keeps your body's skin supple and your hair strong. One review found that a higher intake of vitamin C from food or other supplements may decrease your chances of developing wrinkles and dry skin. Vitamin A is also important for healthy skin since it helps create and repair skin cells. In one review, animals with vitamin A deficiency had poorer wound healing than those who were fed a nutritionally complete diet. Number nine, watermelon may improve digestion. Watermelon contains plenty of water and a small amount of fiber, both of which are necessary for healthy digestion. Fiber keeps your bowels regular while water moves waste through your digestive tract more efficiently. A study found that 4,500 adults with low fluid and low fiber intake were more likely to experience constipation, so watermelon could help with that. The bottom line, watermelon is a tasty and thirst-quenching fruit that many people enjoy during summer and other times of the year. It is a very high water content fruit and provides nutrients that are essential to the body. Studies suggest this sweet red melon may even boost heart health, reduce muscle soreness, and decrease inflammation though more research is needed to prove these conclusively. Interesting, right? 
Here's another article. This one is called Flax Seeds Are an Easy Hack to Make Your Diet Healthier. And it's by Perry O. Blumberg. If you're looking to slip more nutrition into your diet without trying, you might want to befriend flaxseed. Flaxseed is widely available and is sold as whole or milled, says a registered dietitian. Opt for the milled, ground, or crushed options as the milling process helps release the power from the flaxseed. And those amazing nutrients do a lot. Flaxseeds are good for your heart, hormone, and gut health. Plus, they are a plant-based omega-3 food, say the experts. If you buy flax seeds in whole form, you can use a coffee grinder to pulverize them before consuming them. But before going all out on flax seeds, take note of the take note of the advice from experts. Flax is so fiber-packed that your gut may not be a fan of it at first. So it is advised that you add flax seeds slowly into your diet and drink a lot of water. If you eat whole flax seeds, you may see whole flax seeds appear in your stool due to its fibers making it harder for you to digest. This shouldn't be a problem as long as you find a lot of undigested food in your poop and your gut is tolerating fiber. But there's much to explore about flaxseed too, like what flaxseeds actually are, why they're so healthy, and the sort of complicated nature of the omega-3s. Here's what nutritional experts have to say. Flaxseeds are the edible seeds of the flax plant and are used to make flaxseed or linseed oil. The flaxseeds have a nutty flavor and are among the richest sources of lignans, an important compound found in plants. Lignans can act as an antioxidant and may reduce damage to our cells, decrease inflammation, and help reduce your risk for certain diseases. Are they healthy? Yes. Two tablespoons of ground flaxseed are roughly 15 grams, and that would give you almost 3 grams of protein, 3 grams of ALA fatty acids, and 3.5 grams of fiber. A two tablespoon serving of ground flax seeds has approximately 75 calories, and flax seeds provide a wide variety of health benefits. First, they're good for you fat. It's an excellent source of alpha-linolenic acid, ALA, which is an omega-3 essential fatty acid. That said, the levels of omega-3 fatty acids in flax seeds pale in comparison to fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, or sardines, so take label language on flaxseed products with a grain of skepticism. The fiber found in flax seeds may enhance its lipid lowering effects. Research shows that 30 to 50 grams of flaxseed daily reduces total cholesterol by 5 to 15% and low density lipoprotein LDL cholesterol by 18%. Evidence from small clinical studies with individuals that have prediabetes or diabetes showed modest decreases in fasting, blood sugar, and insulin levels. The potential health benefits don't just end there. Preliminary clinical research shows that flax seeds may affect the prostate by reducing markers of prostate cancer levels, specifically prostate-specific antigen, or PSA, and may also help slow the growth of prostate cancer cells. As previously mentioned, flaxseed lignans content is also a boon for health. There's an interesting paper that discusses a connection with lignans interacting with our gut microbiome and being converted into a compound that has anti-cancer properties and possibly impacting our brain health as well with a gut-brain axis. Lastly, flax seeds may play a role in supporting cardiovascular health. While ground flax seeds may be easier to digest, there's also research looking at the benefits of whole flaxseed on heart health. While flaxseed has been found to positively impact total cholesterol and bad cholesterol levels, doctors note flaxseed oil may have some anti-inflammatory effects. So how do you eat them? While they aren't something you want to eat as a snack, they can be added to a variety of dishes. The best way to eat them is ground because you'll get more of the nutrition that way. 
Whole flax seeds are hard to digest and grinding them makes it easier for your body to access the nutrients. Experts suggest using flaxseed as a sprinkle into your morning bowl of oats or a smoothie. Ground flax can also be used as a crumb for chicken tenders. Because flax seeds have a lot of fiber, they can also be used as a thickening agent, like a creamy salad dressing. Dietitians highlight that you can use flaxseed as a vegan replacement for eggs and baked goods as well. Just combine one tablespoon of flaxseed with three tablespoons of water, let the mixture thicken for about five to 10 minutes, and voila, there you go. Try those flax seeds, people. Sounds like they're pretty healthy. And then finally, should you exercise first thing in the morning or at night? Here's what the research says. Dr. Michael Dagnon is the author of this article. And millions of America carve out time of their busy schedules to exercise daily. But only 23% of adults aged 18 and plus meet the recommended guidelines for both aerobic and muscle strengthening activity. The biggest hurdle for most people is not having enough time. 2019 studies say more than 30,000 participants were polled, and the study found that Americans have an average of more than five hours of free time per day. Whether you're considering starting a workout regimen or a more seasoned athlete, one of the biggest questions is, what is the best time to exercise? And most people are fairly regimented and protective of when they exercise. Choosing to exercise in the morning or evening is often a product of a work schedule or childcare responsibilities, or simply whether one is a morning person or a night owl. But is there any science to support working out in the morning versus working out in the evening, and is one better than the other? Does the early bird truly get the worm? There was a relatively small study from Skidmore University that collected data from 27 women and 20 men who were highly active with regular exercise. Participants were followed for 12 weeks. They did one of four different exercise routines, stretching, resistance training, interval sprints, or endurance training four times a week for one hour each time. One group did routine between 6 and 8 a.m. and the other group did it between 6 and 8 p.m. For the group who exercised in the morning, women had a 7% greater loss of belly fat, larger reduction in blood pressure, and greater leg strength. For the group who exercised in the evening, women had a greater increase in upper body strength, power, and endurance, as well as mood improvement. And men had improved heart health, metabolic health, and emotional well-being. Men also had greater weight loss and reduction in blood pressure from exercising in the evening. Interesting, right? Previous studies looked into the time-dependent effects of exercise, but were not consistent across the board with the results. In contrast, a small 2019 study found that men had greater weight loss if they exercised in the morning. But multiple previous studies do support the current study findings of improved metabolic health in men who exercise in the afternoon, including better insulin sensitivity and blood glucose levels. An international consortium of researchers in January 2022 did a fascinating study that looked at the molecular changes during the cells of multiple organs in mice to try to quantify at the basic cellular level what happens when exercise is done in the morning versus the evening. The profiles in mice showed a greater reliance on fat to fuel morning exercise and a greater reliance on glucose to fuel food in afternoon workouts. While some might argue we cannot extrapolate data on mice to humans, the cellular processes at molecular levels are similar. Additional factors have been hypothesized to play a role, including sleep quality and hormones. One possible explanation is that women tend to spend longer in the deep sleep stage and therefore tend to be more alert and ready to exercise earlier in the morning. But there are plenty of men who prefer to exercise in the morning as well. 
This brings us to one of the bigger myths of sleep and exercise that working out too late or close to bedtime can lead to reduced sleep quality. Again, it depends. Exercising late in the day might not affect those self-described night owls. And most importantly, a meta-analysis identified 29 studies that demonstrated that exercise improved sleep quality or duration. Don't count out those hormones, people. Levels of cortisol, this stress hormone, range higher for men and women in the morning. This might generate a need to burn off stress for both men and women who prefer to do cardio-type workouts earlier in the morning. Cortisol can have an inhibitory or catabolic effect on muscle building, so men and women whose goal is strength training might see greater benefits with evening workouts. Also worth mentioning is that the newest studies find that macronutrient consumption did not play a role. Participants in the study were also required to keep the same exact eating regimen of four meals a day at the same times for 12 weeks. Bottom line is, this is a very small study and there's still a lot we don't know about the time-dependent benefits of exercise. It adds to the body of evidence that metabolic benefits are higher for men who exercise in the evening. For a woman whose goal is to burn fat, the study did demonstrate a clear benefit to a morning workout. And I think we can't ignore the catabolic effects of cortisol for men and women whose goal is building strength. An evening workout might be preferred. Whether you exercise in the morning or the evening, the key point is that you are exercising and certainly reaping the benefits. If you feel mentally better and enjoy working out first thing in the morning, then stick to that. If you have a specific goal in mind, then consider the results of the studies in choosing your time of day to work out. Interesting stuff. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can shoot us an email at thedietdiatribe at gmail.com. And please join us again for the next episode when we talk more about diets and weight loss plans and exercise and all kinds of other interesting diet-related stories. Good night, folks. See you next time.